You're listening to the Geriatric Mamas Podcast with Jessica Raziri and Sonia Tapley. Welcome, everybody. Today, we have a very special um, guest with us. We have a hope episode, um, and we're going to hear Amy's story. Mm -hmm. Um, Before we get into that, um, Sonia has some housekeeping for us to just touch base on events that transpired last week. So, Sonia, kick it off. Yeah. So, last week, um, when we were recording, it was literally the day after the tragic shooting that happened in Lewiston, Maine, which is Jessica and my home state. So since last week, um, the suspect has been found dead. He died of an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. The names of the victims were released last Friday, um, and they weren't yet, of course, um, because it was only the day after. So we want to send our condolences to the family and friends of the people who lost their lives. We are just so sorry. Um, We had mentioned also that there was a youth bowling league playing at the time of the shooting at the bowling alley where one of the shootings happened. Um, Thomas Gilberti, I hope I'm saying that right the former manager of the bowling alley was able to help the children and others escape through the back of the bowling alley he was shot several times in both legs but he survived and has since been released from the hospital the community has really come together as you know we do in maine to help the families of the victims in so many ways via donations and, you know, gathering and vigils and um, just kind of an FYI for any Dunkin' Donuts lovers in Maine. Dunkin' Donuts customers from November 6th through the 8th will be, the Dunkin' Donuts of Maine will be donating $1 from every hot or iced coffee sold to support the fund created by the city of Lewiston and Androscoggin Bank. Um, This does include cold brews. Um, But I think the place where they make like the donuts and like munchkins and stuff is actually located in Lewiston. Um, So for dunks, it really hit close to home, especially for Maine. So thank you, Dunkin' Donuts. I will definitely be partaking. I usually do. Did you say it includes or it excludes? Yeah, no, it excludes cold brew. But yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. I was so, I kind of had a feeling they were going to find him dead and he was going to be killing himself like the coward that he is. But it's like, not that like any explanation would have been good in these cases, but Mm -hmm. it's like the first question is always like, why? Like, why? What was going on? You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. it's never justified reasoning, but it's like just the fact that it's like all these families lost a Mm -hmm. loved one and there's just nothing to be said about it. Now it's just like, there's no justice, you know? And it's just like, it's just all around horrible. Yeah, it is. awful. I know. I know. To your point, I was kind of hoping, I mean, I feel like a lot of us thought that he would be found dead as well. That's usually like how this happens. Mm -hmm. But in this situation where it hits so close to home and we knew so much about him as a person, I was really hoping that they would find him and like he would go to trial and Mm -hmm. there would just be more to this story. Um, I mean, not necessarily for him, but for the families of the people who lost their loved ones and for, you know, the person who saved like all those children and, you know, was Mm -hmm. severely injured himself. Like the 
the bullets aren't out of his leg. I mean, he's Mm -mm. okay. He's able to walk. He's going to have a full recovery, but I mean, you know, they went through so much. I feel like they deserve a little bit more, but talk about an actual hero. Like, right. Seriously. And he's being so humble about it. He's like, I just reacted, but his nephew Mm -hmm. told him, you know, that's what heroes do is they react. They don't, Mm -hmm. you know, cause like a lot of people would just shut down and not know what to do. So, yeah, it's literally yeah. like fight or flight, basically, right. you know, it's like, right. you're just going to sit there and freeze up or you're going to like act. I don't really know right. what I would do. I right. would like to think that I would act, but then I mean, right. I don't even know. It's hard to tell either. unless you're actually in those moments. Right. Hopefully I've never, I'll never have to figure it out. <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah. Um, well, so on today's hope episode, we'll be hearing Amy's story Amy reached out to us a little over a month ago to share her amazing journey to geriatric mamahood. She does have one older child who she conceived via IUI at the age of 33. So today we'll be hearing about her journey to conceive a second child. Amy is a licensed therapist specializing in infertility and parent. Uh, per- <laughs> Sorry, this word That's always messes us up. Perinatal, perinatal health in California. <laughs> she has a coaching program as well for women who are struggling with fertility issues. Her Facebook group is called Amy Swenson Coaching. Her website is amyswensonmft.com. So, Amy. Without further ado, we would love to hear your story. Yes. Great. Hi. Thanks for having me. Um, So, yes, I have um, an older child. He's 10 now, um, Mm -hmm. which, yes, was IUI and was not the easiest process either, but (laughs) um, not not technically geriatric at that time. But but yes, had him at 33 and then... Mm -hmm. He was premature five weeks, so it was a real rough um, transition into parenthood. So Mm, the reason why I became a geriatric mama the second time was because I was not ready to try again. Right. um, We were so hopeful that it took us so long to get to the point of having the first one that, Mm -hmm. well, now we know what to do. We got to Mm -hmm. the specialist. We got to the um, reproductive endocrinology and infertility clinic and they figured out what worked and we'll just go back and do that again. And it'll be totally fine. No mm-hmm. problem. Easy, <laughs> easy. Um, and it was not. <laughs> so mm. in the meantime, I mean, all of labs before looked normal and fine mm-hmm. and semen analysis was fine. There were a couple mm-hmm. of issues like motility and morphology were a little off, but nothing mm-hmm. that they thought was, um, would preclude us from mm-hmm. conceiving yeah. on our own. Right. So finally got to the point of being able to even conceive of the possibility of having another child mm-hmm. and just, just went right back to the clinic and, and thought we would, we could just do IUI and that would be great. Mm-hmm. And I had also lost some pregnancy weight and was mm-hmm. feeling really good about it and thought it was just going to be, you know, really easy mm-hmm. and went right there and, you know, redo all the labs, of course, because it's few years later Mm -hmm. and things were different. (laughs) Things were a lot different. My FSH was 21, I think. And then my Mm. AMH was, shoot, I can't remember the exact number, but it was like Mm -hmm. 0.32 or something Mm -hmm. like that. How old were you at this point? So at this point I was 35. Five. Okay. Mm-hmm. You were just like um, a junior geriatric at this point. <laughs> I was just initiated into the club. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Welcome to the so, club. Here's your AMH. 
It's not Welcome to the club you never really thought you'd want to be a part of. Right. <laughs> yeah, and also this other club. Right, <laughs> where exactly. This right. is going to be this a difficult year. road and good luck. Right. Um, yeah, exactly. And let's redo the HSG that was really fun the first time and yeah. all of the things. So, yeah, redid that. Mm-hmm. Tubes were clear and fine and all, and no other issues. But when I saw those lab results come through, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. yes terrified and devastated. And I wasn't even sure if it was possible to get pregnant at that point. Mm -hmm. Well, and that actually, that was only after seeing the FSH, the AMH Mm -hmm. took a little while longer to get the results back. And so I like immediately (laughs) emailing the RE, like, how do we proceed? If we proceed, like, do Mm -hmm. I just pack my bags and go home? And he he was like, well, let's see what the AMH says and see if it, you know, corresponds and it corresponded. So, (laughs) um, so we went with IUI again and it was all just, so I guess we sort and until then we kind of fell into the unexplained infertility category. And now there was, you know, now there was evidence to back up the, the explanation, but it was, but it was still like, well, we don't really know why. Mm-hmm. And I think in the end I ended up getting like a, maybe you have mild PCOS. Okay. okay. So now what? <laughs> Right. So, um, so we did, we went back to IUIs and with my, when we were trying with my son, it was the second round of IUI and the first round was medicated. Second was not because I had a cyst, Mm -hmm. but we did the insemination anyway. Mm -hmm. So this time I was so frazzled from the, (laughs) from the results, the blood work results that I didn't even think back to, you know, I wasn't in my rational mind at the time. So Mm -hmm. now I would have been like, why would we skip around? I got, I conceived last time on a mm-hmm. cyst round where we didn't medicate and we just watched right. regulation and inseminated anyway, but I wasn't there. So we, we skipped, so we skipped several rounds. We tried several rounds. We skipped several rounds. Um, and then got to the point where it's like, well, you, you've done so many and mm-hmm. usually it, it's going to work within the first three tries. And mm-hmm. if it doesn't, then you should probably move on if you're going to move on to mm-hmm. IVF. Um, and so the nurse practitioner that was doing my IUIs at that point was like, you might want to look into using donor eggs. And I was oh like, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Shock upon shock. I was like, what? Like, and I don't want, I don't want to do that. And I, you know, it was just, it was the first time I'd even thought about it. And, um, so we had the consultation scheduled with the RE that actually does IUI and met with her. And she was like, no, you're not there yet. Let's, let's give it a try. It's worth giving it a try with your own eggs, um, at least one time and see what happens. So that was when I just turned 36. And meanwhile, I'd had some losses. I'd had um, some chemical pregnancies, which I really hate that term. Like I really, I do too because think. it's yeah. literally <clears throat> we addressed that in our was it episode four. It was our we did mm-hmm. an episode on miscarriages, yes, and was. I had a, mm-hmm. a chemical pr- pregnancy as well. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> it's like it's a loss. You mm-hmm. saw the you saw the positive right. line. It diminishes it. that it was a pregnancy at all. Exactly. It's like it wasn't even a pregnancy. Exactly. But it, but it was. It, but it was. was. It was very, it was. very much real. Yes. And it's it's a loss. And it, it was Absolutely. a pregnancy loss. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. Yes, I yeah, I hate that term as well. I'm with you. Totally. Wholeheartedly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so then um there was a wait list because the doc the RE only took like 
I don't know, 30 cases a month or whatever. And so this was March and we weren't set to do IVF until August. We thought, okay, well, maybe we can try on our own. Maybe we can, whatever, we'll Mm -hmm. see. Wouldn't it be so amazing if we get that miracle where we don't have to spend this astronomical amount Mm -hmm. of money because you you only get your money back if you get pregnant, (laughs) Mm -hmm. not just because you decide you don't want to do it anymore. So that was like ultimate ideal fantasy. Uh, So we did try and got a positive and made like um, because of the history and because I was with the REI clinic, they were, they're all on top of everything. So, you know, go in, get your HCG checked, mm-hmm. um, go back two days later, get it checked to see how it's increasing. And it didn't quite increase the way that they wanted it to. And mm-hmm. so then go back again and then it was increasing and then go back again. And it was like, after like four times, I'm like, I can't go back anymore. Yeah. I can't do it anymore. I'm just gonna, you know, wait until either I miscarry or I get to the point of the six week ultrasound. Mm -hmm. So I got to the point of the six week ultrasound and thankfully had stopped doing the HCGs tests Mm -hmm. because if I would have kept doing them, I would have had the hugest false sense of hope because my HCG took off. So I had the ultrasound and nothing was happening. Like there was pretty much just, you know, Mm. empty sack. And so they're like, come back a week later Mm -hmm. and we'll redo the ultrasound. We're just not sure we're going to redo the HCG now. So I redid it then and it was up like 30,000. Wow. That's crazy. For nothing going on. Right. Yeah. So if I would have had that information, I would have been like, we Yay, are I, it would have been mm-hmm. like celebration the hugest letdown to go mm-hmm. in there and find out that there was nothing happening because yeah. since I did not have that I was terrified right mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was already there there was not yeah. a lot lower to go emotionally yeah. so you know I remember getting there and like it was always like the same um reception people like checking you in and it was um it was a, it was a male it was a guy that time and he was like how are you? And everything, it's all good. Don't worry. Like, are you nervous? I'm like, yeah, I'm really nervous. And he's like, don't worry. Everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm, sure. <laughs> and then went in there and it was definitely not okay. Yeah. So, um, then it was, you know, repeat the ultrasound, still mm-hmm. nothing. So they said, this is a blighted ovum, which at that point I hadn't even heard of. Mm-hmm. What is that? Uh, I've never heard yeah, of Yeah, I haven't heard of that either. Blighted ovum. I don't even, um, I'd have to look up what the actual technical definition is. Yeah, I can put it in the show uh, do- notes too. Yeah. Okay. Um, but basically it's when there's, um, like there's no gestational sac, there's no fetal pole. There's not. Yeah, like, it develops so- without, the gestational sac develops without an embryo. I just looked right. it up. Wow. Right. And that's Sorry. different from a chemical. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. And so okay. it was, so it was a blighted ovum and a missed miscarriage and yeah. like, yeah, it, it was all of the things. So many oh things. And so, um, it was, you know, they, they gave me the option of, well, you know, you can take the medication mm-hmm. to induce the miscarriage. You can wait for your body to get the memo that mm-hmm. this isn't happening which I was like, uh, how long could that possibly take? Right, because right, right. my HCG is so high right now. <laughs> right. I, I was, there was no way I was going to wait around for it 
to happen on its own. Right. Right. No. And then doing it at home was not Mm -hmm. also something that I wanted to do because I'd had friends and family members who had done it and it was not something that I wanted to experience at home. And so of course the other option was the DNC. And so that's what I opted for. And so that was quick and physically painless, but Mm-hmm. I was laying there with tears streaming down my face as they're doing the procedure. And then they, you know, wheel me to the recovery. And, you know, my husband's not allowed in there at all. Mm-hmm. He's in the waiting room watching a board that yeah. tells him like where I am. I'm like, I think he could, I don't even remember if he could come in for a pre-op for a minute. I don't even know. I don't think mm-hmm. so. And then, so was he it watched. COVID? Why couldn't he be no. there? No, no, this was this was just because I'm 43 now. So this was years ago. Yeah. Wow. I was 36. So, so that was just their, their procedure. Yeah. That's just what they do. They just have mm-hmm. you sit in the waiting room and like watch this board that shows like, as you're moving through the process. And yeah. so I, they put me into recovery and I am just like, <laughs> I can't yeah. like you're stop myself from crying. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm yeah. just, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and nobody says, anything. I'm sorry. Or no, I mean, maybe I can't yeah. remember specifically if anybody said, I'm sorry, but yeah. nobody asked if I was okay. Nobody asked mm-hmm. if, if I needed to talk to anybody, there was no like, Hey, let me bring in like the social worker that, you know, right. you know, they have these right. people. I know they have I know like, these people. I know they like, have these people. Hand right. on your arm or like, just yeah. like, a pamphlet, something, a pamphlet. <laughs> Can I get a pamphlet, please? Anything. <laughs> Something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm so, sorry. And then it was just like, okay, well, you know, you're good mm-hmm. to go. And we're going to let your husband know to pull the car around. And we're going to wheel yeah. you down to go home. Yeah. And then it was just like, okay, so yeah. that's done. And then um, it was weird. We yeah. like, I was starving. We went out to lunch. Like it was just mm-hmm. like a bizarre rest of mm-hmm. the day. That just happened. Yeah. That's so uh huh. And it was like, okay, well, that's mm-hmm. all done. So mm-hmm. then um, we decided we're not going to do that again. Yeah. So yeah. we are not trying yeah. ever again. Right. We right. are going to wait till IVF because mm-hmm. I don't want to put it off if something Mm -hmm. like this happens and we Mm -hmm. get too close to go time and I don't want to do that again just Mm -hmm. go through it personally you know so we didn't (laughs) yeah so we um so we got to August and we got to IVF time my doctor was um she was great the RE she was fantastic she was a little badass she was like this (laughs) tiny little woman and she was just like look as a profession as a field reproductive Mm -hmm. endocrinologists, we are competitive. Like we want Mm -hmm. to win. We want Mm -hmm. you to get what you want. We, you know, and it makes, it makes everyone happy. It makes them happy. It Mm -hmm. makes me happy. You know, Mm -hmm. happy. It makes their, you know, data look good. Like Mm -hmm. they want to succeed. They're not trying to, you know, mess around and take your money, hopefully. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) so we got to, you know, here's what your protocol is. This is what we're going to do. And so I had all, all the medication mm-hmm. that, you know, through all the monitoring, um, mm-hmm. kept getting increased and increased and increased and mm-hmm. increased because I was a poor responder, which, um, I'm sure they were expecting, um, mm-hmm. given my 
hormone levels. Right. And I, you know, like I said, she does, they do like cohorts each month. Like Mm -hmm. it's this group of 30 or whatever people that are going through this each month. And I was the last person (laughs) in the cohort to get to, you know, retrieval and transfer. Mm -hmm. I was not a great responder. I was a slow responder Mm -hmm. and also just not a great responder. So at Mm -hmm. one point at one of my monitoring ultrasounds, I had five follicles and it was Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, that's amazing. And then by the time we got to retrieval, um, like the last monitoring before retrieval, I had three, which was the minimum required to get mm-hmm. to retrieval or they would have canceled my cycle. And so we get to retrieval and, um, you know, they knock you out. And <laughs> thankfully my husband was there. Yeah. He, was, he, he got to be with me for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, mm-hmm. when it was over and I wake up, and mm-hmm. he's there and I'm like, all it, you know, yeah. immediately like regain consciousness. And I'm like, right. what happened? Right. Mm-hmm. What is it? What's the number? How many yeah. did you get? What, what's happening? And I can just tell like, he has this look on his face and I'm like, yeah. Oh God. And he's like, really not excited to tell me what has yeah. happened. Yeah. So he's like, they just got one. And Oh my God. The sobbing hand motions is what I'm doing now. Um, You know, just like, yeah, lost it. And then my, my RE comes through and she just has check on me and she's like, what's going on? Why are you crying? What's Mm -hmm. happening? Is it just like from the anesthesia? (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. It's not like you only got one. And she's like, that's okay. We only need one. And I was like, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> she's amazing. Okay. Yep. I, like her. I know. I love her. That's yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, yes, technically true. But like, lady, this is my one shot. Like I can't yeah. afford to try this again. Right. This is it. Right. This is it. Right. <laughs> this is the one yeah. egg. So yeah. I already knew we were doing ICSI. So I didn't even consider that it wouldn't fertilize. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when they called yeah. me the next day and were like, so it fertilized, I'm like, yeah, so. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of where I was. It's kind of where I was in my head. Yeah. Like, Good that you yeah. didn't think about it because it's just one less thing that you stress, right. you didn't stress about. But yeah. the, one, the one thing I didn't stress about, I think. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Thank you for that. Like one small miracle. Right. Um, so it fertilized. Mm-hmm. Yay. And then, you know, wait the, the couple other days for them to give me the update on day three. And they call on day three. And I want to say, actually, I talked to my RE. It wasn't even like just somebody like, mm-hmm. it wasn't a nurse or um, someone from the clinic. It was the RE mm-hmm. actually. And she was like, okay, so, you know, you have this day three and it's looking okay. And like, clearly we, we were not doing um PGT a testing. Mm-hmm. She said, you know, w- well, I guess this, this was done before day three. Cause we, mm-hmm. so this was day two. So she's like, we have this and we can go ahead and transfer on day three mm-hmm. and get it back where it belongs. Or, or, or would you want to wait and see what it does on day five mm-hmm. t- till day five? I was like, absolutely not. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. <laughs> like if there is any chance that something's going to go wrong because it's right. not where it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. No. So she's like, okay, all right, we're going to do this then. So then it was, you know, go in for the day three fresh transfer. Mm -hmm. 
And again, thankfully pre COVID and my husband got to be there and you know, it's nice that you're not knocked out for that and you get yeah. to see it and they show mm-hmm. it. And the embryologist, I swear, if I could remember who this person was and if mm-hmm. I could go back and give them like a giant bear hug, I would, yeah. they were so sweet. So they show you the picture, you know, mm-hmm. and they're like, so here it is. It's actually, it's actually a pretty good looking embryo. Like there's, <laughs> there's, there's a little bit of like, you know, mm-hmm. stuff going on in there, but that'll just, that's just going to break free when it hatches. When it, like, it's just going to separate and that's okay. There's a little debris. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay. Like, Did they know what grade it was? I know. I don't even remember okay. at this point, yeah. and I don't think that they did. I mean, clearly it was, it was like, good enough to, what, you know, the yeah. point. Like, and I'm kind of glad they did. They didn't because yeah. it was like yeah. I don't even want to know because then I would have been googling what that meant and right. what, like you know, right. like <clears throat> it's not like what were the chances that it was mm-hmm. like yeah an AA like right. there's no chance. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm glad that they left that detail out. Yeah. So watched it get transferred and mm-hmm. then they told us you know just take it easy and mm-hmm. um they told us to watch a comedy watch something yeah funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so i tell everyone that now did they <laughs> yeah. tell you to eat french fries on the way home for like the no. good luck ivf they, they did it did it no <laughs> no i didn't get my french fries how sad yeah <laughs> um that's totally fine <laughs> yeah it, it worked out yeah. anyway but yeah. i would take the yeah. french fries yeah <laughs> um <laughs> So today, uh, um, sorry, one question. No, um, mm-hmm. I, I've asked like everybody this because like, I think it's just me. Sonia was mortified when I told her this detail happened to me. So like the first <laughs> fertility clinic I went to, not the mm-hmm. last one, the last one was amazing, but the first one that I went to when I did a transfer, it was like right after the transfer. Cause you know, you see it or whatever. I, yeah. she was, I oh thought I saw something, but I didn't know. Part. And then yeah. she was just like, okay, now um, let's just, we're just checking the catheter real quick to make sure it didn't get stuck in the tube or something mm-hmm. like that. But the way that she said it was just like, it just, to me, just so felt casual. so care, so casual, like, <laughs> like, like <laughs> just like stuck in the straw. Like, like yeah. let's just go check real quick. Cause it was just like, oh yeah, we're just, and you hear him kind of like banging around or whatever. I'm like, what are they doing? Like, <laughs> did they say anything like that to you as far as like getting stuck in the tube or whatever? I don't know. Just the way she said it was yeah. just like your mind. I feel like it was like, <laughs> yeah, I, and I was like, I'm like, you don't need to tell me that. Like, I get you want to double check. That's fine. But maybe you yeah. could have left that out. Like, you don't need I, to tell me. I want to say they may have said it in a more delicate way. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just a part, like it's just part of the procedure. Like, okay, right. we're checking. We're checking. Right. To make sure yeah, that everything was, is right. clear, it all went in, like and all that. was good. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah but like, it's like, like what? <laughs> right. It's like it's yeah. like the tap. It's like boba. It's like the tapioca pearl yeah. stuck in the yeah, straw. Yeah, exactly. Like, like oh, it's love. sorry. I'll just blow in the straw real quick. There it is. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I'm just thinking of the me of back then. The me of back then on transfer day. If someone had said that to me, I probably would Ugh. have just lost. Oh, yeah. my mind. Yeah. yeah. Are, you sure? uh, are you sure? Are you sure it's in there? Right. Are you sure right. that's a possibility? Like, what are you talking oh about? Yeah. It was awful. Nope. Anyway, keep going. Go yeah. anyway, all of the little guys. stupid things that could go wrong. Right. You don't want that to be the one. Right. No. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So they told us to watch a comedy. So that's what mm-hmm. we did that night. I, I can't remember what we watched at this point. 
Mm-hmm. I think it might have been um what's the one <laughs> what's the is it called Sisters? Is it the one with the one with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler? Oh, what is that? Baby, baby Mama? Baby Mama? Oh, no. Well, that, that no, no, no. No, it's like they are sisters and they're like I love the two of like, them together. Their they're just parents amazing. are going to sell they're their so house funny. or something. Oh, I don't gonna... think I've seen that one. They're like um, having like sisters. Stage. It is called sisters. It is called sisters. Yes. Yay. Yep. So yes, I think that's what we watched. <laughs> and they're always they're always a good time for a laugh. Yeah, you can you watch know, that so. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, watch something mm-hmm. funny, being relaxed and mm-hmm. laughing and having a good time can just help your you know whole body relax. Exactly. And yeah. just help it take because a lot of people don't know like they don't transfer the embryo and it doesn't like immediately right right plants and like just go like it floats around for a little while Uh right totally could especially on a day three transfer yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yep Mm -hmm. yeah this was end of august 2016 and the day that i should have gotten my beta hcg Mm -hmm. Um, fell on what's that Labor Day weekend? Mm-hmm. So the labs were closed, mm-hmm. so I could not get it the day that I should have gotten oh, it. No, yeah. I was like, "Are yeah. you kidding me?" Yeah. Oh my gosh, so, we had ours on the same weekend, but like years later, because like they did mine early because <laughs> hey. the labs were going to be closed for Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I'm sorry I didn't, you didn't get the early didn't treatment for that. So <laughs> I. Did home tests because <laughs> I couldn't mm-hmm. stand it. Yeah. So I yeah, did. I would have too. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So I did a home yep. test. Let's see. On like the Thursday following. So that was what, like twelve, uh, twelve days at that point. Mm-hmm. And it was negative. Yep. And I was like, oh, oh no. Yeah. Okay, I'm out. Whatever. Fine. Fine. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. just like, I don't even think I said anything to my husband. I think I just took it yeah. negative and threw it away and hoped he'd yeah. see it in the garbage yeah. can. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't have to tell, like, didn't have to talk about it. <laughs> and so I don't know why I took one the next day, mm-hmm. but I did. What time of the day was the first, sorry, I totally just cut you off. But like, what time of the day was the first one that you took? Morning. Was it in the evening? Nope. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was in the morning. Nope. Okay. First first pee in the morning as you know directed so redid it the next day and it was positive Mm -hmm. and I was like oh my god I I was panicking like I was Mm -hmm. shaky Mm -hmm. I was like I was I was in complete shock I remember like taking my son to preschool and then going to like Trader Joe's and I was like Mm -hmm. (laughs) just walking around like a complete zombie yeah. like yeah uh, I, I just I was speechless I was thoughtless yeah. like I d- had no idea it, what was happening <laughs> if it was real like yeah. what was gonna happen next because okay mm-hmm. like I guess it can't be a blighted ovum again mm-hmm. technically mm-hmm. but um yeah but it could still be something that's not gonna mm-hmm. work and then select few people knew that we were doing this mm-hmm some friends and family, mm-hmm. um, you know, so it, it, and well, well-intentioned, well-meaning mm-hmm. <laughs> people sharing with other family members that don't need to know. Oh, no. Um, oh, and God. then having like a labor day slash this person's 
birthday Mm -hmm. uh, celebration over the weekend and having that person come up and be like, so excited. And so, (laughs) and I haven't even had my baby and I haven't even had an ultrasound. And I, (laughs) oh my God. I would have been so pissed. I was yeah. so pissed, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure my response was not yeah. nice. <laughs> so then yeah, I, of yeah. course, was the bad guy. But whatever. Yeah. I Who don't cares? care. I certainly yeah. did not care. Right. I was like, right. can you not? Can we just... Right. We're not there right. yet. We need to take a break. Yeah. We need to take a pause. Like, I cannot yeah. celebrate. You celebrate all you want on your own, by yourself. Mm-hmm. We're not there yet. Like, I need to... Mm-hmm. at least have mm-hmm. a, a blood test and, and an ultrasound. Right. Cause I've, mm-hmm. I've been here before and right. I, right. Know, but you know, yeah, her daughter had done IVF for very different reasons and she thought she knew everything yeah. about it. Mm. Yeah. Like, yeah. no, <laughs> nope. This is a different no. story. So, right. Yeah. So right. that was fun. And then got my, got my beta and it was good. And of course I was on, um, uh, progesterone depositories. I was, Mm -hmm. I was very lucky to not have to do the injections. Um, (laughs) I hear they're really not fun. (laughs) They're great. They're awesome. I had, I've done (laughs) both and I actually preferred the, the injections over the suppositories suppositories are disgusting. Mm -hmm. There's that. They're real gross. They're real, real gross. (laughs) So I I legitimately tell all of my clients, like, okay, if this is what they're giving you, no one's going to, they might Mm -hmm. not tell you because no one told me wear a panty liner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Like it's, it's gross. Like do yourself a favor. favor. You have to think about it. Like it's not something you're not thinking about. Mm -hmm. Like you think it's all just going to magically get absorbed into your body. Like obviously that's what it's for. No, it does not. And gravity is a thing. And so it just comes it out. Actually is. <laughs> it is a right. real thing and it just right. comes out and it's gross. Right. So save yourself <laughs> yeah. the trouble or like pack extra underwear, do whatever you need to do because it's, yeah. it's really not pleasant, but no, I hear the injections are, can be very painful. So that's all I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They can. Yeah. Um, I know there's you, tricks. Like, <clears throat> you numb yeah. the spot for a while. Yeah. And then like we, I learned that if you don't, put all your weight. So I would literally like, if I was going to have my husband do it on like the, the back right mm-hmm. side, I put all my weight, my weight on my left side. Mm-hmm. So as mm-hmm. long as there's no weight, that muscle isn't yeah. engaged. Um, Ooh, that's a good, good don't really feel it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I know it. people are like, yeah, you feel it. I'm like, you actually don't like if you do that, you actually don't feel it. So mm-hmm. nice. Um, I know. Yeah, I just heard crazy. someone yesterday saying that they <clears throat> would do it. They would have their partner do it while they were lying down. So that they weren't. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. started that way, and it hurt way more that way. And, and I think actually, it was because I was tensing up. Yeah. Because yeah. and also like, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of the other reasons why, like the placement of like, you know, fat versus muscle sure. and all that, which I really right. don't know. I really I don't, know. don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. But anyway, that person who said they were laying down said they had to do it standing up for wherever they were one night, and it was better. Mm-hmm. So yeah. There you go. It was proves your, yeah. proves your theory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway no. so yes it was um had a good beta had a good repeat yeah. didn't have to go back and do it 12 million times um mm-hmm. got to the six week ultrasound and mm-hmm. there it was and oh <laughs> there was a heartbeat and yeah uh and then my clinic had 
you come for the six week ultrasound and then for the eight week and then they mm-hmm. graduate you to your mm-hmm. regular OB. Yeah. And so yes. I got to have my first appointment and ultrasound with the OB, I think at nine weeks. So I got to have like, you know, all of mm-hmm. those three mm-hmm. up to mm-hmm. back to back yeah. that nobody, you know, the average person, the typical right. pregnancy yeah. doesn't get to have. So that's like the one yeah. perk of, of being in right. this situation is that you get a little bit, yeah. um, extra, little, little right. extra. And, and yeah. how did you feel when you went to your first OB appointment? Like when you were just there, with like all, cause to me, I was like, I feel like I got people. Yeah. Like I got to the waiting room and I was just looking around. I'm like, do you bitches know what I just went through to get here? <laughs> like, 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 I'm here. I don't, I don't think I had time or mental space to even think about that because yeah. I was terrified yeah. the whole pregnancy. Right. The entire yeah. pregnancy yeah. I was, I was yeah. like, we just had an episode about that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. like PTSD from all of infertility. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pregnancy thing. after infertility is one of my like passion Heart. niches because oh my gosh. It's been through the, it. You can literally mm-hmm. say, like, I know what this is like. Yeah, you're you're yeah. not gonna feel <laughs> settled, you're not gonna feel certain. Mm-hmm. It's like that audacity of hope mm-hmm. that yep. it's all gonna work out. You don't right. have that. You don't, mm-hmm. you, you no. have that. It's the loss no. of the like naive right. pregnancy. Right. Like that. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm pregnant. So clearly yeah. I'm going to have a baby. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. not the case. And you know, right. Right. knowing other people being pregnant at the same time mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. feeling like it is a foregone conclusion that they're having their baby, but it is yeah. not for me. And so what's going to happen if I don't and they do. And Mm -hmm. right. So, and obviously that happens a lot. Thankfully it did not happen this time. So, um, so yes, I was, um, Mm -hmm. I definitely (laughs) knew I had gone through a whole situation to get there. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I was just terrified. Um, you know, with my, with my son, I had a, um, Mm -hmm a cervical polyp. So around the end Mm -hmm. of the first trimester, I had some spotting, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. was terrifying. And of course, like made an appointment and went in and had Mm -hmm. like the nurse that brought me into the room was basically said something like that. It's really common around that Mm -hmm. time in pregnancy. This was before they knew what it was like, but just the fact that I was Mm -hmm. spotting, but I took it Mm -hmm. and I looking back, I'm sure she meant like it's normal to have spotting, but look, mm-hmm, but at mm-hmm. the time I thought that she was saying that it was, it would not normal, but like, I don't know what she said, what the term was exactly, but that could mm-hmm. happen that I could be having a miscarriage at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, okay. And then <laughs> yeah. it like, wasn't my OB. It was, she was out that day and somebody else. And so she goes in and is just like, mm-hmm. oh, it's just this pop like pops it out yeah. and like, no yeah. problem. So oh I was gosh. like, just like, here it is in this little vial. Gross. But right. you know, <laughs> she's like, oh, do you want to keep it? Like, no. do you see this? Right. <laughs> Put it in your, Put it in the baby book. book. <laughs> exactly. Put it in the baby book. <laughs> Baby's first polyp. Um, <laughs> but she was like, it's on the outside. It's no, like, it's not affecting anything. So yeah. it's fine. So yeah. I was like yeah. on high alert for all of the things yeah. to happen to right. go wrong. So every appointment was yeah. like, 
oh my yeah. God, is it still there? Is it okay? Yeah. Is it going to happen? Yeah. Like what's, you know, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and then because yeah. I was 36, I got to have all the fun mm-hmm. blood work where I got to find out early <laughs> what was yeah. happening. And so all the blood work yeah. looked good. And we found out we were having a girl, which Yay. we were so hoping for because we already yeah. had a son. Yeah. So, and we knew this was right. it. So, I mean, either way, of yeah. course, it would have been fine, but definitely yeah. wanted a girl. Right. And um, yeah. like already had a name and mm-hmm. um yeah. And then just, you know, ultrasounds progressed and one ultrasound, I remember them like just the technician doing it and then like consulting with a doctor, but nobody came in to talk to us. And then they sent us on our way and everything mm-hmm. seemed to be fine. But then I got like an mm-hmm. immediate, um, notification that I had, um, another appointment scheduled, another ultrasound. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is right. this? <laughs> what is this? Right. And like, you know, yeah. the process of like calling and leaving a message and trying to like, and mm-hmm. like sending an email to the yeah. doctor and like, what is this? What is happening? Found out that I had a marginal cord insertion of the mm-hmm. placenta. What's that? <laughs> so okay. instead of the cord being like connected to the center of the placenta, it was connected like on the edge. Um, yeah. So there can be some risks of, you know, intrauterine growth restriction, if, you know, it's not mm-hmm. getting fed properly and all of that stuff. But it was like, I don't know, there was also something else that they thought it could be that would have been worse and would have mm-hmm. involved like the veins and whatever, but it did not. Um, it mm-hmm. wasn't that. But of course I'm Googling yep. and I'm freaking out. Yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. it was, and I'm sure, I think it was like a Friday. And so it was like the mm-hmm. weekend and trying to figure all of this stuff out. And so... Yeah. Why does that stuff always happen on a Friday? It's like, too? Cause then right? you have like the whole weekend. And you're about it. For like a Monday. Uh, yeah. I, yes. I hate that. Another pro tip for all the ladies mm-hmm. out there. Don't schedule your ultrasounds on a Friday. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. bad luck. <laughs> no. It's, just, mm-hmm. it's so it's the worst. Yeah. It's seriously the worst. Yeah. yeah. So it ended up being fine. But also since my mm-hmm. son was, um, five weeks premature, I got to have mm-hmm. some extra monitoring in the end as well. So oh, that was nice. Yeah. I got to do some extra ultrasounds and some non-stress tests. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, like, I'm like, yeah. what is that? Like, it's not a stress test. It's a non-stress test. So they do not put you on a treadmill. <laughs> you are yeah. <laughs> you're literally sitting in a chair and they put the monitor on your mm-hmm. belly and they're just like waiting for a certain yeah. amount of movement in a certain amount of time. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they just tell you to like have a snack and drink something cool mm-hmm. before you come in. And hopefully, you know, yeah. it'll be done, but yeah. sometimes they're sleeping yeah. and they don't want to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you can sit there for a right. long time, but, um, yeah, it, it, it ended up fine. She was mm-hmm. born. She, she came at, uh, 39 weeks, one week early. Awesome. One week early. Perfect. So I went from having a under five pound baby to like a normal mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, of course. I mean, I've had a lot of experience with babies and so I knew how big they yeah. were supposed to be. And he, he was teeny, right. but, um, yeah, but thankfully yeah. totally healthy and didn't 
need any NICU yeah. time, but she was like the yeah. real deal. Like he was swimming in preemie mm-hmm. clothes and she was mm-hmm. like, didn't need any of that. So that was nice. Right. Um, was it natural yeah. or did you do C-section? Uh, no C-section. Both of them were vaginal yes. and, yeah. um, with, with drugs. Because I, I was gonna yeah, say, I was like, so I'm like, that word natural, like, right? Yeah, like that's what I mean. Like, no one's asking. Yeah. I'm like, whenever people yeah. are like, I don't want drugs. I said this to Sonia because she's yeah. the same way. And I was like, no one's asking you to be a hero. You were literally pushing a human out of your vagina. Like, yeah. Yeah. get drugs. Yeah, it's, it's just like it. barbaric to think about what is actually happening here. It, Drug yourself to- out. That's like, fine. That's where I was. It was my birth plan was to not feel any of those things which yeah didn't beautiful birth it didn't happen it didn't happen with my son because like my I wasn't dilated enough so I was like waiting for them to get Mm -hmm. me in a room and they couldn't give me anything until then and I was like I am not supposed to be feeling any of this but once I got in there (laughs) they took care of of me yeah so for her it was yeah it was um Good. It was fine. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. What's her name? Natalie. Natalie. Oh, Natalie. It's beautiful. Natalie. Irene. Irene after my grandma, my maternal grandmother, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. beautiful who died a couple months before I conceived my son, so she didn't get to meet mm-hmm. either of them. But um, yeah. But I had her. Uh, she crocheted, and so I had her make blankets for all of my like supposed future children. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. perfect. That's so and I, yeah. I kid you not, is like my son is obsessed with his, and he's ten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Aww, I love it. Sweet. That's so sweet. Like, there's something about a little boy with a blankie. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just the cutest so thing. Cute. I love it. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's real attached. Not only <laughs> didn't too. attach to it as yeah. much as he did, but yeah. <laughs> but that's so okay. Have, like, I didn't even care. Something. What? Yeah. yeah, she must have like something. Like oh, for some she... reason, Annabelle took to like her bottle. Like she, she just thinks her bottle is her her blankie. Sometimes it's so funny. <laughs> she has like a little lovey. Like it's one of those ones where it's a bunny yeah. on the top, and then just yeah. like the the blanket, the, like too. the soft on one side and yeah. the satin on the other side. And she and we and yeah. we call it happy. Oh, cute. Hayden has a little teddy bear lovey like that. And I keep trying to make it a thing because I think it'd be so cute just watching him walk around with it. And he loves it. But so far, he's still kind of young. But so far, that hasn't, like, I don't know what he's going to, like, yeah, and yeah, like I keep yep. trying to put that like in him. I'm like, here, don't you want this? Yeah. This looks yeah. so cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be something that's like stupid. Yeah. I know yeah. it. I you just know, know you it. Do. <laughs> yep. So yeah. yeah. So she came. I was 37 gosh, so when she amazing. was born, and um, you know, yeah. it's like one egg retrieved because I don't think I said this part. The other two that were there, one of them. Yep. couldn't be retrieved. It wasn't mature. Mm-hmm. And the other one was yep. just a shell. So that's mm-hmm. why it was yeah. just one. Um, yeah. So this little girl. Yeah. <laughs> she's truly a miracle. Like, she from is. the beginning. Yeah. Very, she's very determined. She, exactly. Yeah, she was, she was meant to be, she was definitely a miracle. Yeah. So it's like, that is for sure. I have never heard a story like yours before where no. there was one egg and the doctor just being like, all we need is one. And mm-hmm. you know, and then it <laughs> happening, like, this is just unheard of. And it's I amazing. Was, and I was positive it wasn't going to happen. Like, and that's so yeah. you can be yeah. absolutely positive that it's not going to work and 
still be wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's not, yeah. and it doesn't affect yeah. your chances. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. be as right. pessimistic about the situation because I, I was yeah. completely, right. <laughs> completely. Mm-hmm. After all you had been through, yeah. you know, you had like, been through so much. What are the, like, mm-hmm. I don't even. Right. I don't even think they bothered telling me what the chances were of it working because it would have been probably not motivating. Yeah. Right. So I think, thank them for that also. Um, Mm -hmm. But you bet that that Mayari got a Christmas card that year and like, I wrote wrote a letter with it and like, I had to like (laughs) write it all down and then read it and be like, Okay, sh- I, sh- I don't need to send her all of this. Like, yeah. like let me just let me yeah. just edit this to the because I was like, <laughs> it was like my birth story. She still has that like on her desk, her bulletin like, board. Yeah, don't tell set. us her name. Like, mm-hmm. don't tell us her name now, but tell us after, and we'll put it in the show okay. notes so that people can click on it and find her. Because I mean, you know, people might be traveling to California now to find her. Because <laughs> that's, that's amazing. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. She does. Yeah. She sounds like a I keeper. Mean, yeah. mm-hmm. You know, you hear like all those stories of like, oh yeah, that we did an egg retrieval and we got thirty eggs mm-hmm. and we got this mm-hmm. many and and like you know when I went, I know I was feeling pretty defeated because like my number was was mm-hmm. low as well and they were all just kept saying like all you need is one, all mm-hmm. you need is one and mm-hmm. you're literally an example of that. Like it's exactly. true, all you need is one. And even the same thing when it comes to like sperm mm-hmm. count too, right? Like okay, like the number's low, motility's low, mm-hmm. this is low or whatever. But again, all you need is one and it's like right. millions of tiny mm-hmm. sperm. Even if it's mm-hmm. like low, it's probably still 3 million. You know right. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. as opposed to 10 million, but it's still in the millions and all you need right. is one. You right. know, so but it's yeah. a much bigger pool. They like that that part I wasn't right. even concerned about it. I was like they'll find one good right. one in there, yeah. right? But the eggs, like the eggs, yeah. Yeah. All you need is one, yeah, and yeah. And I, um, you know, we've had a few people, you know, tell us that like we were told we're probably going to need donor eggs, and Mm -hmm. you know, I know that that was something that um, I never had a doctor say to me, but it was something that was like, we'll try this, we'll try this, we'll try this, Mm -hmm. and it may be a possibility in the future if X Y Z doesn't work, we may need to look into that. And I know for me, like it was just it's just such such a hard react because it's like you know you always dream of when you're having your own kids that like mm-hmm. oh are they gonna have my nose yeah. are they gonna have my personality are they gonna yeah. have this and like to know that like they won't have any of that because yeah. it's not your genes you mm-hmm. know it's just a very um it's it's different it's just mm-hmm. a different yeah. thing mm-hmm. you know so um yeah that, and i like, just that yeah it's just it's a hard thing to I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's, well, when you um, first start the process, you go into it thinking you're doing it because you're going to have your own biological mm-hmm. children. And a lot right. of times people's <clears throat> minds don't immediately go to egg donation. They go towards right. adoption, like if they can't have their own child, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? So a lot of times people do go towards like the, the thought of adoption, especially like I mean, it's just when you go into the thought of IUI and IVF, you're definitely going in thinking you're having your biological children. So, yeah. Yeah. But so far, every story that we've heard so far where the doctors have said, you're probably going to need egg donors, Mm -hmm. it it worked out where that wasn't a thing. So, well, that's good. Yeah. For me, it was just like, it was too soon. Like we hadn't explored IVF yet. Like give me a... 
Yeah. Right. Like, can I just give this a right. try? I mean, right. I mean she, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't fault yeah. her for it completely. I mean, obviously she knew mm-hmm. what I was working with. Um, yeah. and it was yeah. an absolute miracle that we got the A. Right. Seriously, seriously, that so awesome, works. so amazing. And for the sounds of her personality, it makes yeah. sense that you got her because she's just yeah. like, <laughs> she's like, I'm she here. Is here. I'm not going anywhere. She, she's a strong <laughs> little one. Yeah, and she's she's mm-hmm. six now. So oh gosh, that's amazing. What yeah. an awesome story. When Sonia kind of gave me some like quick little like um, highlights of your story, like she only, only got one egg and it stuck. I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. And then also too, the fact that, you know, um, you got your first son through IUI is also a miracle in itself because mm-hmm. like IUI, like it's just the, the success rate of that also is pretty low. Mm-hmm. Like I went through like gosh, I went through like five rounds of IUI and mm-hmm. it was all a fail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like, I have kind of like this, but then I've hear, heard stories where it has yeah. worked for people, you yeah. know? So, yeah. um, yeah, I just, yeah. it's so that alone, like hearing that you got, you conceived your first son through IUI is already like crazy. I, to me thankfully, well. so, my sister-in-law who I'm very close with and I love so much, she, mm-hmm. um, had conceived, um, she has a daughter who is three years older than my son and she conceived her through IUI. Mm-hmm. So I already had a positive, awesome. like I like knew it was possible. I knew it was possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I, I have so many people yeah. coming mm-hmm. to me and they're like, it, like, why do mm-hmm. they do it? I don't think it works for anybody. I was like, mm, yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. Right. It can. And that's yeah. why they do it yeah. because exactly. it does work for right. They wouldn't, yeah. they wouldn't right. do it if they had zero chance. They right. really, they really wouldn't. Right. But I do appreciate that your doctors said, listen, we'll do it three times. But after that, mm-hmm. we just need to move to IVF because my doctor didn't do that. It was the first clinic I was at. And mm-hmm. I really felt like they would have just had me keep doing it until mm-hmm. like they drained mm-hmm. my bank account. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. um, it was awful. It was it, I was just like, OK, I can't keep yeah. doing these. These are ridiculous. So it yeah. sounds like you were in really we, I, we good were, hands, yeah. which is awesome. We may have done more than three. Um I mean, it was definitely more cycles because of the skipped ones with the cysts and things. Mm-hmm. Um, but right. yeah, they, they, they were, you know, citing some research, like it's usually within the first three that it's going to work. And if it doesn't, it's probably not yeah. going to. So mm-hmm. I, that was, that right. was yeah. terrifying, but also nice mm-hmm. to know. I mean, yeah, yeah. Good for us, our, co- yeah. our coverage was good. good so it wasn't um, a financial burden to do the IUIs. All we had to pay was like our, yeah. whatever, ten, five, $10 copay for those IUIs. IVF mm-hmm. on the other hand, oh, yeah. Yeah. like I could yeah. have done IVF yeah. till forever. Right. Or sorry, yeah. IUI until yeah. forever. Yeah. But IVF, yeah. mm-hmm. right. zero, yeah. zero coverage. No. And yeah, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, that's a big one. one. That's a big one. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Amy, we so appreciate you telling us this amazing miracle story. Congratulations. I know, I know yeah. it happened years ago, but like, <laughs> yeah. congratulations. I'm, I'm, still still there. I'm still so in it because right. it's, it's right. what I do. Actually, exactly. I have a yeah. question for you. Yeah. I do have questions for you. So how old is six. your daughter She's now? She's just about six and a half. Six. 
So, you know, our last episode, or was, was it our last episode? or before? No, it was the episode before that. We mm-hmm. were talking about um, mm-hmm. PTSD after mm-hmm. infertility. And so, um, you know, for me, like, I, you know, Hayden's one, and it's still like you're, you know, with all that letdown of, like, miscarriages and mm-hmm. failed cycles and all that stuff, and you're on this, like, roller coaster where you're used to like the highs and you're used to the low and it's like now you have this like beautiful baby and you're still kind of just waiting for the other shoe to drop with Mm -hmm. your daughter being six everything you went through do did that go away (laughs) eventually or do you still kind of (laughs) like freak out a little yeah yeah no i don't (laughs) i don't because i know i know every mom has that right but like i feel like it's a little Mm -hmm. heightened when you went through everything that you went through. It kind of mm-hmm. adds another layer to yeah. it a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I think. Um, I think the the hardest part for me was when parenting is hard, <laughs> which is frequently mm-hmm. <laughs> um, can be frequently, mm-hmm. um, and you're frustrated, and you know mm-hmm. you're at the end of your rope, and you don't know what to do, and you know you're snapping, and all of those things. I think mm-hmm. it's like, it's the guilt, you know, the mom guilt of like, we very mm-hmm. deliberately created both of these children. And now mm-hmm. sometimes it sucks. <laughs> and mm-hmm. <laughs> what did we do? And Why did we do this I again? I kind of feel like a jerk, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. that, I, that I think was yeah. the hardest when, when they were both um, younger. So, you know, they're four years apart. So it was, yeah. it it yeah. was mm-hmm. different to go back to mm-hmm. baby stuff and, and all of mm-hmm. that. And, mm-hmm. you know, and my son having so yeah. much time being an only child. Um, and, but he's mm-hmm. like the best yeah. brother mm-hmm. ever. And they are like, they are in love with each other. It's the sweetest thing ever. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Did you, yeah. um, that's, that's awesome. I, is, I bet he's probably just like her little protector and mm-hmm. like just probably watches over care. her. She has this mm-hmm. like, yeah, they she has buddies. a little, little superhero buddy for life. Mm-hmm. Um, so were you already um, a therapist specializing in, did you already specialize in infertility and stuff before you went through everything? with your kids? No, and yes. Um, So yes, I was, I was, uh, I got licensed as a marriage and family therapist in 09. So when I was 29. And um, Mm -hmm. so I just had kind of a general practice at first. And my first specialty was working with teens. Like I really liked working with adolescents Mm -hmm. and helping them to figure out who they were and what was happening. And then that, um, Mm -hmm slowly became not what I wanted to do anymore. Um, um, yeah. so I was already like kind of we- weaning, I guess that off in my practice. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so I would have a teen here or there and that's about it. And then just adults and it was like mm-hmm. general and mostly depression, anxiety kind of stuff. And then as I was going through things and then people would just come to me for other reasons and then fertility things would come up and, I would be able to understand what they were talking about and know what they were Mm -hmm. talking about. And then, Mm -hmm. um, once I had my daughter, then I felt like Mm -hmm. I had kind of the capacity to expand and be like, okay, I'm going to do all the training Mm -hmm. that I need to do and make sure that I can be qualified, um, Mm -hmm. to do this. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, 
um, kind of re, you know, redid some things, <laughs> some branding and, you know, mm-hmm. re added, added the, you know, fertility stuff page to my website and things like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know, she was maybe six months old when I did that. So, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I did, I, I did trainings through the American society for reproductive medicine, um, attended and then, you know, COVID came. And so like everything went online. Mm-hmm. So I was able to attend like conference mm-hmm. their a- ASRM's conference and, um, mm-hmm. the Jefferson, infertility counseling conference. And I got to go to that in person Mm -hmm. last year. That was awesome. Or this year, um, in April. And that was awesome. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of actually right pre pandemic, I had also started, um, like September to December of 2019. Mm -hmm. I had done a training program through postpartum support international, to, um, prepare for their certification exam. So that's how I'm certified in perinatal mm-hmm. mental health. So it was, um, Got it. so I was like, yeah. it's like, you know, adjusting to parenthood was really, it was difficult. Like it was so stressful to have a premium and it was stressful to go through IVF and mm-hmm. have like mm-hmm. the post fertility treatment PTSD throughout the pregnancy and worrying mm-hmm. about every single thing. And, you know, right. worry that every, you know, ultrasound you would find that something was wrong or there was no heartbeat anymore mm-hmm. or, you know, any number mm-hmm. of a million things. Yeah. Or I was convinced I would go into labor early again. You know, I was like prepared for yeah. that and then that didn't happen, you know? So it was right. like, okay, yeah. I have this personal knowledge. Now I have this training. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, can take people from uh, trying to conceive through pregnancy and mm-hmm. then postpartum. Postpartum. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's amazing. So that's, yeah. yeah it mm-hmm. it kind of was like a mm-hmm. not publicized specialty mm-hmm. at first because mm-hmm. I couldn't like yeah. handle that mm-hmm. right away. Right. But then once I right. like mm-hmm. kind of like settled into mm-hmm. things, I was like, okay, I can, I can do right. this and this is what I'm going to do. But I, yeah. I imagine too, from your clients, it probably puts them at ease that mm-hmm. like, you yeah. get it. Mm-hmm. You've been there. You can connect yeah. with them on that level where mm-hmm. you're not just offering advice because you have a fancy degree yeah. on your wall that mm-hmm. says that yeah. you can do this. Yeah. You're offering advice from firsthand actual experience yeah. mm-hmm. and you're able to actually connect to them and say, yes. I get it. And mm-hmm. you do get it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I know that that would definitely, I would connect yeah. with that, you know, yeah. for sure. And there's definitely a need for what you're doing. Yeah. So yeah. Thank you. you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> You're doing the Lord's work, Amy. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. No, yeah. That's, my yeah. definitely tell me that, that it's really helpful that I've mm-hmm. been there and I can very, mm-hmm. like, physically, personally mm-hmm. understand. But aside from right. that, mm-hmm. it's also, right. you know, I, I have definitely have colleagues who haven't been through it personally. Most of them have. But <laughs> some of them who, who specialize mm-hmm. in this and haven't yeah. gone through it personally. But yeah. they just knowing that, like you know, all the acronyms, like that's when, when you get into this yeah. fertility world, like it's an entirely new vocabulary mm-hmm. that you all of a sudden have to learn. And then yes. you're trying to explain it. Like yeah. your family mm-hmm. and friends are like, Oh, what happened at your appointment today? And you're like, well, I had the right. A, B, C, D, E, F, G <laughs> through Z <Right>. tests <laughs> and procedures yeah. and things. And they're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. What's that? And then, and then they can't, they can't absorb it because it's not in their, you know, realm of experience and you have to keep explaining 
and re-explaining right. and repeating yourself. Right. And, and mm-hmm. I hear, mm-hmm. and I know from experience, that's, mm-hmm. it's not fun. It's not fun to have to do that. It's not. Right. So exactly. they, t- they do tell me definitely it is so mm-hmm. nice to have you understand yeah. and to not have to explain all of these things. Right. I mean, there's always mm-hmm. something right. that I've not experienced myself, yeah. but like, right. um, 100%. but yes, like, I know, yeah. I know what the a- HSG is and I know what HCG yeah. is and I know what, you know, so mm-hmm. it's, right. it's seriously. And I definitely yeah. could have used all of that during the IVF process yeah. for myself. I was leaning heavily into my like acupuncturist mm-hmm. and thankfully I was going, Same. I was, yeah, <laughs> I was going like once or twice a week for like quite a while. So like that was great. But if I had known about your kind of service and like Maine or yeah. what, you know, I would have definitely been like, yes, please, please yeah. let me get into that. Cause I, I need it, you know, cause of the PTSD during pregnancy, but then also like leading up, there were so many glitches in like the IVF thing. Cause like IVF covered my insurance. I mean, my insurance covered yes. IVF. That was like, so uh. dyslexic. <laughs> my insurance covered IVF, so I was very lucky. However, there are always like glitches when you're working with a busy IVF yes. office in terms of how things get yep. submitted. So I think I had several breakdowns in my acupuncturist oh, yeah. office, like after just getting off the phone with so and so from such mm-hmm. and such, you know. So I mean. I definitely could have used that service, but I know it's only currently, you're only able to actually be a therapist in the state of California. So we can't necessarily, you know, recommend people to your therapy, but you have a coaching service and a coaching program. Yes. So um, the licensing is state specific and a lot of um, Mm -hmm. different licenses kind of made some rules in COVID where you could be kind of reciprocal, but that did not happen for marriage and family therapists. So, um, so yes, Mm -hmm. I can only do therapy with people in California. Um, anywhere in California, I do virtual and in person. Mm -hmm. Um, right. Um, and I'm based in the San Francisco, South San Francisco Bay area, but, um, Mm -hmm. my coaching program is, worldwide that's it's not therapy mm-hmm. but it is um yeah. um you can find me on facebook under amy swenson coaching mm-hmm. or my my yep. coaching program is yep. called empowered conceptions um and it is for mm-hmm. women who are struggling with their emotions during their mm-hmm. journey to conceive mm-hmm. so yeah that mm-hmm. so like everyone that's trying to conceive. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, like, exactly. I don't know what woman is not struggling with her emotions. Um, right. Exactly. Issues and yeah. trying to, to so do it. It's, so yeah, yeah, it's not that's necessarily huge. just if you're going through, you know, IVF or IUI or fertility mm-hmm. things, but certainly that's going to be, you know, the, probably the bulk of the people that mm-hmm. will identify for sure. But, um, right. you know, yes, it's, it is, yeah. it is hard. Um, and it, it is, mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard for people. I see people, mm-hmm. you know, struggling when they haven't gotten pregnant for three months. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes, that is, mm-hmm. it is hard. Like I get it. It's not what you expect. Yeah, it you is. Know? It's not, right. it's, right. it's not the, you know, fantasy that you had for yourself of this mm-hmm. is what my family mm-hmm. building journey is going to be. Like, I never thought anything. I've never right. had any health issues right. ever. Like, I've never mm-hmm. broken any bones. I've never been hospitalized like I've never I don't have any allergies or you know there's nothing Uh, nothing like so why would why Mm -hmm. would this be any different and then it is and so for you know whatever reason it is um is it a different kind of level when you're just struggling for three months Mm -hmm. 
versus mm-hmm. years. Yes, absolutely. But mm-hmm. right. there's still struggle. Right. There's still struggle for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Mm-hmm. so, yeah, so this is my, my first coaching program that I'm rolling out and mm-hmm. um, definitely have more um, up my sleeve mm-hmm. that I'm thinking of. Like I said before, I really want to have yeah. one that's for women who are now pregnant after going through mm-hmm. uh, fertility yeah. treatments um, and mm-hmm. postpartum also, since those mm-hmm. are like yeah. mm-hmm. kind of my Definitely. three main passions. Yeah, that's amazing. So one thing that we like to ask um, every mm-hmm. guest that comes on for a hope episode is what is um, what are some words of wisdom um, or some advice that you could give the future geriatric mom out there or just any mama that's, you know, struggling or, you know, maybe is only working with one egg or has the odds against her um, and is just really going through it. What mm-hmm. is something that you could say to her right now? Ja- no, I, I am ready. No, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> do my, my advice is do all the things, get all mm-hmm. the help reach out and get all of the support that you possibly can. I know Sonia, you, you mentioned acupuncture and I left that out of my my story. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Catherine, you're the best acupuncturist Mm -hmm. ever. (laughs) I, my (laughs) RE recommended, my RE recommended acupuncture. I did the acupuncture (laughs) all the whole, like the whole time. Um, Mm -hmm. and thankfully since we had like a, a weight before like signing up for IVF mm-hmm. and actually doing it, I had the three plus months of preparation that they want you to do to try mm-hmm. and prepare, yeah. you know, um, before, before you start stims and, and retrieval. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, do, yeah. do the acupuncture, do mm-hmm. whatever it is that you mm-hmm. feel you need to do so that you know that you're not going to have regrets and you're not going to think like, Oh, I, what if I would have mm-hmm. done this? Or what if I would have done that? You right. know, mm-hmm. seek right. out the support groups. There, there are support groups mm-hmm. out there. Resolve the national national yeah. infertility association. They have great support mm-hmm. groups. Um, and I'm, you know, I can't, I don't know all of the local support groups yeah. for every state, but yeah. um <laughs> It'd be impressive if you did. But. So I can't help you there. But, but they're yeah. out there. They're so out there. And there are mm-hmm. therapists and coaches and people who are mm-hmm. specifically trained in this area. And yeah. they will get you. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah. do whatever it is yeah. that you can do and that you feel comfortable yeah. with doing to get the support. Because when you, with anything, when you leave it, like, just locked up inside your brain and your heart, mm-hmm. it, it is not a pretty place to be getting it out there and maybe, you know, finding your tribe, you know, your group mm-hmm. of people that you can mm-hmm. yeah. just connect with who are going through similar things. Mm-hmm. I mean, these days there's, mm-hmm. there's so mm-hmm. many Facebook groups out there. There's so and right. you know, I'm also on Instagram. Um, there's, yeah. you know, so many accounts you can follow. Yeah. Just putting, mm-hmm putting goodness out there, putting hope and support mm-hmm. and just never exactly. giving up. And your, awesome. that's great advice. Yeah. Your website is amyswensonmft.com. 
Um, so people can find you there. They can also find you on your Facebook group, which is Amy Swenson coaching. Um, and that will just kind of get people in the right direction, but I will also leave all your information for people in the show notes, and then we'll get your acupuncturist information and your, um, fertility doctor's information and put them in there for people to see for your area. Thank you. Yeah. The actual Facebook group is empowered conceptions. So good. Thank you for letting me know. Perfect. Okay. So we will put that They'll find in it. there. And I actually want to join your group. So I will join your group <laughs> if that's course. okay. Unless it's like a private one just for clients. Okay. No, no. Perfect. Wouldn't it be kind of, wouldn't it be kind of funny if you like, yeah. Sonia like goes to join and then she's like rejected and he yeah. was like, decline. No, you're not my client. <laughs> yeah. No, this is, this is <laughs> the free know? group. This is the free group that anybody no. can can, okay, I mean, not anybody <laughs> that people yeah. can join yeah. here in this in this right. area and then yeah, yeah beyond that it you know the paid okay. group will be separate <laughs> thank you again so much amy yes it's, thank you, you guys. yes your story is so inspiring so we're very lucky to have you thank you i feel lucky to be All here right. thank you everyone for listening be sure to tune in next week follow subscribe rate and review tell a friend we need your support all of your support, please. We need mm-hmm. so much support. Yeah, we, <laughs> we need, need more. Um, we need more we, than I think people are so us. sorry. We have not checked our YouTube channel to see how many more we need to get to a hundred thousand. Um, so we can still, share. Right, it's probably I, still like ninety nine thousand and nine hundred and ninety nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For more info, you can check out our website at www.geriatricmamas.com. You can follow us on Instagram at geriatric underscore mamas, on Twitter at geriatric mamas, YouTube at geriatric mamas, and follow our group page on Facebook, which is also geriatric mamas. Oh, is it? It's geriatric mamas? Oh my God. It is. Yeah, you'll be Okay, cool. Good. If you have a topic idea you'd like us to discuss, are interested in being a guest, or simply have a funny geriatric story to tell, you can submit your inter- inquiry by going to our website and clicking on Be Our Guest. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye. Thank you.